Hey, baby dolls, it's your girl, Care the Healer. And first and foremost, I apologize for taking such a long hiatus. Um, if you guys didn't know, I'm on Patreon. So I've been focusing a lot of my energy into my Patreon, my Etsy shop, my Instagram, my TikTok, which I fucking like, I love you guys hanging. Who am I? Um, if you guys do want to support your girl, you can check me out. I'm on patreon.com slash Kira the Healer. I do sound bowl healings, yoga, meditation. Um, I do readings. I've been doing a lot of goddess work recently. So you can support me for as low as $10. Um, I also have an Etsy shop and that's mysticmommyhealing.store where you can buy some of my cleansing products, healing products. You can buy readings, uh, sound bowl healing sessions on there. Um, my YouTube, I haven't been really doing the, I've been moving away from the astrology tarot readings and I'm doing something a little bit different now. So you can check me up. I'm on YouTube, uh, YouTube and that's Cure the Healer. But um, we're done with the promoting. We're going to get into today's episode. Um, and I also want to give a shout out to The Gold Giver. Um, she's The Gold Giver on Instagram and on TikTok. Um, me and her have been doing a lot of work together recently, more so like my self-healing work. Um, not even self-healing, but more so like my spiritual journey, ascending, uh goddess work, being able to better myself, um, and uh, ancestral work has, it wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to do most of the stuff if it wasn't for her. So give her a shout out. Um, look for her on Instagram and TikTok at The Goal Giver. Um, she is a a healer, but she works with light language. Um, she also does, um, I go to her for dream interpretation. She is also multilingual, so you can also learn how to speak a different language and book a session with her. She's amazing. That's all I can really say is she's amazing. So I do want to give a shout out to her um, as she has been helpful in guiding me where I need to be. Um, I have been doing a lot of healing work these past few months, I would say, where I'm just diving deeper and deeper into my healing journey. So today we're going to talk about the truth about healing, right? Because a lot of the time when we think that we are healing, that we heal and we're done. And that's just not the fact. Things will come up later on. Things will be stored to where you think that you've gotten over something and you really haven't got over anything. And a lot of recently what has been happening is the things that I have been going through have been uprooted, literally uprooted. Like um, I can start in the beginning, I would say more so the beginning of this year, um, I don't know if there was some transits going on in my uh, in one of my houses or in my chart or something. I have no idea where it started from, but I do know that the beginning of this year was like me literally. I was literally closing a book back in December, wrapping stuff up, and then opened up a whole new book January first, and have been like pushed forward and propelled into some weird freaking um journey honestly honestly it just sounds crazy this has been quite a journey um so um we're gonna talk about healing 
we're going to talk about healing today. Um, just a disclaimer, I'm not telling you guys to uh, use recreational drugs. I am not advising you guys to do that. I am only going to talk about my experience, um, which was on uh, psilocybin. It was on mushrooms. Um, and I had been feeling for a while now that I needed to do them. I don't know why, I just felt like I needed to do it. I needed to be here, to be present, to be aware. And I was just like, I'm so tired of meeting the same people in different clothing and nobody gets me and nobody can relate to me. And I just want to get rid of these triggers, these traumas, even though you can't fully ever get rid of them. They never really go away. Um, you know, you just learn how to deal with them and you can identify them. That's the good part about healing, right? I, when I first started this healing stuff, I, I feel like I always go back to 2014 because that's usually when I, when I like started diving into spirituality and the Reiki and all that other stuff, even though it was like, yes, I did some stuff before that. But as far as like understanding the chakras and energy work and connecting with your body, it was more so in 2014. I was under the impression once you heal, that's it. Like I have daddy issues, so I heal my daddy issues, they're gone. I have mommy issues, so I heal my mommy issues, they're gone. And it's just like, no, Kira. The healing work helps you identify and uproot. So you uproot the trauma, you treat it, you treat the injuries, right? It's imagine getting going to the hospital because you have like a really deep, severe cut, right? And it gets treated, right? It gets treated. You get your antibacterial ointment. You get stitches if you need them. You wrap them. You gauze them. It takes time, right? And that's what it is. You take the time to really nurture these wounds, take care of them, dress them, clean them until they close up and heal. But what happens afterwards? There is always a scar. And that scar will always remind you of what happened. I'm not saying this in a dark, grim way where it's just like, oh, you're always going to be haunted that your dad abandoned you. And it's just like, okay, no, that's not it. <laughs> but <laughs> it's more so like, yeah, your dad abandoned you because he was too afraid to step up to the plate and be a man that you needed, your mom, you know, your, your mother needed, that your sisters needed. He was too scared to do that, to be a good man. So he ran away. It has nothing to do with you, Kira. So now you have abandonment issues, Kira, right? You're aware of your abandonment issues. You're scared that every time you get into a relationship with someone and they get angry and they leave you, Instead of being the adult, because they're dealing, you know, the people I tend to deal with, I end up attracting wounded animals. They're like wounded animals. And I just want to care for them and take care of them and nurture them and help them heal their inner child, help them heal their ancestral um, wounds, help them heal their parental wounds. Because I do a lot of family constellation healing as well. So with that being said, I want to be the one to heal and to help. But they're too scared of their own issues. So they run. I have to identify that, Kira, you didn't, you never got over your daddy issues. You know you have daddy issues, or I would say abandonment issues, right? Um, which I, the abandonment issues also stem from my mother. 
you didn't heal from those abandonment issues. Um, you still have them, but you need somebody who can identify that, who can be with you and understand that and work with you. But you can't keep chasing and welcoming people in who have the same issues as you and are going to continue to trigger you because they can't do the work themselves. That's what healing is about, identifying your issues, coping with them, and working with them. Now, I'm not saying it's somebody's responsibility that every time I feel triggered because of my abandonment issues that they have to be here, but no. I tend to attract people who are not self-aware of these things. So if they have some kind of issue where they, they are runners, and I tend to attract people who are runners because I want to help them heal their inner child. Their inner child is wounded and hurt. So what do you do when you're wounded and hurt? You run away from the issue and you don't deal with it. I tend to attract those people when I try to heal them. And it becomes me doing double work because I'm healing myself and I am now healing that person as well. It's just a match made in hell, basically. So when you start to heal, you have to understand that the scar will still be there, okay? And if you don't heal it properly, that wound will open up again, right? But once you got to the self-awareness part of the healing where it's like, well, why am I triggered? Why am I so hurt that this person did A, B, and C? It'll allow you to recognize, okay, that the issues are stemming from here and how can you cope with it? How do you cope with abandonment issues? How do you cope with not feeling alone? Journaling has been one for me. Meditating has been one for me. Even yoga, dancing has been one for me. Moving my body so that I don't have so much trapped emotions, pent up feelings and emotions just inside of my body still. So I'm finding ways to coloring so that my inner child doesn't feel abandoned or alone. There are ways for you to heal. But the point that I'm trying to get at with saying this, my love, is that you are not broken. If you are being triggered by something or someone because they are unable to heal or fix themselves, okay, you don't, not only do you not need to stay, but kudos for you to recognizing, for recognizing that you have these kind of issues, okay? So we're going to jump back because I started talking about healing and my mushroom trip. Um, I did mushrooms um, in the very for the very first time the beginning of the year because I told you I felt like I was closing a chapter of my life and I was opening a new one and I felt like there was something being suppressed and I needed to uproot that and I'm like well how do I uproot it what do I do I was given the opportunity to use mushrooms. And I'm like, well, why? Why the fuck not? Shit, right? I don't know if y'all saw that TikTok. Why the fuck not? But that's how I felt. I was like, okay, fuck it. We're going to use it. Um, So I tripped and the trip itself was great. Like I colored for a little bit. Like my inner child loved it. Colored, laid on the floor. The I have carpet, so the carpet felt so soft. I was looking outside. The birds were just like bigger. I don't know how to explain it. The birds were bigger. They were like swooping. It looked like they were swooping into the roof of the house, even though I knew they weren't. But it was just like my mind was playing like tricks on me. Nothing bad happened. 
However, what people don't warn you about, okay, is the after effects of a trip. Everyone talks about, I, I've heard people say like, oh, I've had a bad trip and duh. And you know what? It's because these will uproot your trauma. It will uproot if you're a bad person and you have demons attached to you. Yes, it's going to show you that. It's going to open up that third eye you have, you know, calcified with all the Doritos and Mountain Dew that you're drinking. And it's going to burst that bitch wide open so you can see with your third eye, okay? So you will see demons. You will see bad things. You will see your past haunting you. Yes, that will happen. For me, that didn't happen because a lot of my trauma was rooted inside of me, my root chakra. It was in me still. I don't have demons because I'm not a bad person, but I have trauma that I have not dealt with. The trip itself was great because everything felt softer, bigger. I just felt very tired, hungry. Just those were my effects. Those were That was my experience with it. Now we're going to talk about the after effects because nobody talks about the after effects nobody talks about okay you know we're done it's no it's still built it's still inside of your system okay it's still inside of your system so you still have trips my trips lasted up to two weeks after um and it was literally like i like i would just for a few moments i would just something clicked and i just wasn't here anymore um i was just on like I was like, I would trip for like a few minutes and then it'll stop. And my trip, when I originally took it, it was about maybe like 35 minutes to an hour or something like that. The peak of it was like an hour. And I just felt so tired afterwards. Like my body was like, oh girl, you need to rest. But afterwards, sorry, I'm like yawning and stuff. Afterwards, um, I would trip and my trip will last like, like it was just random. It, and I feel like it was something I still can't put the puzzle pieces together, but something was triggering it. Don't know what it was. Um, but like I'll be in the woods and one time I've had, I saw like fairies. When I see fairies, I don't see them in the sense or in the way that everybody else or how movies depict them at depict them as. Um, I have seen people or I have seen, yeah, people explain like when they see fairies, they look like actual little things with wings on. And I have never seen fairies like that. The fairies that I have seen um, were sorry, my dog is like crying right now. Um, were they look like little orb kind of thingies but they're like translucent so I don't see them like with light I see them as like see-through particle orbs that's the best way that I can see or I can explain it like they're around me like angels okay so like when my angels or when fairies are around like I can just tell they're like these little particle looking translucent thingies that fly around and they're like all over the place anyway I was out in the forest and I saw um I saw these little like I said 
orb translucent thingies over and the trees were like swaying but they were talking to me more recently i got into something called wind talking i'm not sure if you're familiar with wind talking but i speak to the earth i speak to the wind and um it'll speak back to me through the trees and i mean i can feel it but it more so you see it in the trees um like air bending Okay, so I got more so recently to airbending. I was not doing airbending at that time, but the trees were speaking to me and they were moving in this way and it was winter. So I'm like, there's no way, like there's no wind out here right now. Like it's dead still, but these trees are moving and talking to me. And um, that happened. So maybe the mushrooms opened up a portal or something that I didn't know, opened up something in my mind that I didn't know was blocked or something. Um, but that started happening and then it would go on for like three minutes and then stop. I'd be hiking in the forest and it just stopped out of nowhere. And I'm like, okay, I don't know how to turn it off, turn it on. I don't know what's going on. Another time I was giving a reading to someone and this rainbow snake was all around and at first the person was like oh maybe it's one of my spirit guys but i was like i don't know it didn't feel like it and this snake it was just like floating it had wings it was floating everywhere it was on top of my head it was floating around the person it was floating around the room everywhere the rainbow i just kept calling this rainbow snake oh my god there's this bird there's this bird that is not stalking me, but it's here. Like I just did a reading for someone. Oh my gosh. And it's coming right here. <laughs> I just did a reading and in the video, the bird was there. I tried to show everyone the bird, the bird left. I turned the video camera around and then the bird came back and was like, like screaming right by me. I'm like, this is crazy. And now I'm doing this. And the bird is like, right. It was looking at me just now and just came flying. Like it was going to fly towards the window, but then it went up. Anyway, um, the rainbow serpent was flying everywhere, just floating. That was happening for like six minutes. And I started getting worried because I couldn't see anymore. And I'm like, oh my, like my vision started getting like, I couldn't see externally like through my eyes the only thing I could see really was this rainbow snake and I was just like I don't feel good and my head was like won't 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 like the energy was just radiating from my head and the snake was just flying around so boom all right so that's some of the stuff that happened this is after this is like two weeks after I tripped and this stuff was happening to me and I'm like wow like so like the trees and the rainbow snake like stuff like that was happening but now we're going to get to the healing portion because, yeah, that's the fun part. That's the, oh, girl, you tripping. You saw cool stuff. But the healing part was like, oh, no, I was not prepared for this. Because when we move into the healing portion, um, minds come through dreams. I don't know what yours would be like if you ever try it. Like I said, I am not recommending this to anybody. I'm just solely telling you what I experienced and how it helped me dig up my, because a lot of my trauma stems from childhood. It starts from childhood. Um, before, before, before I get into the dream portion, I also have been doing, um, I, I work now at a, um, at a spa and I practice Reiki and stuff there. And one of the girls that I work with, she does something called emotional, emotional coding technique. And 
that literally, I'm, you can look it up. I don't know much about it, but it might work for you. The reason why I like it is because you don't have to sit down and talk to somebody and tell them all the trauma that you went through. Okay. So what she does is she, she goes through this chart and then the chart is like, okay, do you have any trapped emotions? I have been working on my heart wall. She's like, do you have any trapped emotions? And I'm like, yes. She's like, okay, um, you have trapped emotions, you have sorrow trapped into your heart. What age? She finds out the age herself, not even through me. And a lot of my stuff was from like 11 years old, 10 years old. Like it literally started when I was a child. Like a lot of the trauma and the stuff that I've been trapping into my heart chakra was started as young as like 10 years old, self-abuse, um, feelings of a, of war, un, unworthiness. Why can I say that? Because it, it, it's just been so hard for me to talk about talk about that. Grief and unworthiness, it started at like the age of 10, the age of 11, um, self-harm. Uh, what else did we, did we talk about? We talked about grieving and feeling, you know, scared for my life. We have talked about these things and she cleared all those emotions out. Now, granted, it takes about three days for you to go through. It's called like a processing period. So it takes about three days for you to process these emotions, which is like, I think the last of my trapped emotions I did on Monday. So I have another day. It takes about three days, <laughs> but it was like feelings of unworthiness or unappreciated anger, agitation, like she's been releasing it. But I've noticed there's a pattern that a lot of it started with my childhood. Now that I said that, we're going to fast forward into, um, we're going to fast forward into this most recent, like I said, after my trip. So after my trip, my dreams, I just, I it started getting to a point that I was just like, so like, I don't want to say scared to go to sleep. I wasn't looking forward to going to sleep because the dreams started getting intense and intense. And I'm like... At first, it was just confusing because it was just like, I didn't expect the healing to be this deep. Do you get what I'm saying? I didn't expect it to be this deep. I didn't know it was going to hurt this much. Um, but I need to get it done. So the one of the dreams that I can recall, and this is the one that I'll, I'll talk about. Because a lot of... Not only has a lot of my trauma come from my childhood, but feeling unworthy and not good enough just so happened to stem from when I was a mother, a teen mom at that, um, just being told I was a disappointment, everyone thinking that I wasn't going to amount to anything in life, everyone telling me like, you know, how are you going to raise a child and, you know, you're a bum and you're never, like literally people telling me horrible things. I, the one person, or I don't want to say one person, but one person that I can remember was this older woman in my class who looked at me and she grabbed my face um, and she looked at me in my eyes. And I used to go to like a technical school at 17. I had graduated early, um, got pregnant and went to technical school. And I remember after one of my um, 
my classes, the woman was like, hey, do you need a ride home? Because I was like big as a freaking balloon. And I'm like, yeah, that would be nice. And I'm 17 at the time. I'm sitting in a car with this woman and she grabs my face and she looks at me and she says, I don't care what anyone has been saying to you. And it's funny because I don't, I'm not a very external person with my issues. I internalize a lot of things, but she looks at me and she says, I don't care what anyone tells you, but you're going to make an amazing mom. And that child that you are carrying in your stomach is very special. And I don't ever want you to doubt that, to question that, but you are, you made the right choice. You made the right decision. And everything will be fine. You can't see it now. It's going to be a tough journey, but you will be okay. And I still remember those words to this day because even like my own mother, my siblings, like nobody looked at me was like, yo, like you're going to be fucking okay. You're going to be good. You're going to be fine. Everyone made me feel horrible for making that decision. Everyone talked shit about me for making that decision. But a complete stranger looked at me and was able to tell me that I made one of the best decisions in my life by keeping my child. So a lot of my trauma stemmed from that as well. Not feeling good enough or feeling horrible for making a decision. Not even taking into consideration how I even got pregnant because the person was way older than me. No one ever looked at it as like, you're going to get through this. You're going to be fine. You're going to be okay. Push through. It's not easy, but just push through it. Everyone was more so like, you're a disappointment. You're a fuck up. Da, 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 da. You're going to bring a child into this world that nobody told me anything positive besides, like I said, that one woman in my class. And I did have a friend at the time who was basically telling me, like, don't allow what other people have to say to dictate your decision for what you decided to do. You know what's best for yourself. But the dream that I had, I still remember it. I was like so tired. This is way after, maybe like a week after my trip. I fell asleep and the dreams are so much more vivid and darker afterwards. And like I said, this lasts for maybe about two weeks to a month after or something like that. The dreams, the visions after a while. Oh, it's so crazy in here right now. The fairies are, yeah, fairies are just like all over the place. It's Funny enough, I'm in my son's room recording this. So I wonder if he gets any sleep because there's just fairies around everywhere. But um, what was I saying? Okay, yeah. So in my dream, I'm in this abandoned house. Abandoned, right? I told you your girl got abandonment issues. Like bad as fuck. Like really bad. They're not as bad anymore because now I'm like, Kara, why do you feel lonely? Why do you feel sad? Why do you feel this way? And I'm like, oh, okay, this is why. But abandonment issues. I'm in an abandoned house. Um, but so it's me. I'm, it's me at this age. And I'm first I'm walking down the street and um, my mother and one of my sisters are walking with each other, but they're like talking. I'm like across the street from them and they're like whispering to each other, talking shit like, oh, she's a bad mom. She's a bad mom. She's a horrible mom. Like, why would she bring a child into this world? And I'm like, I just remember being so sad in the dream. And I'm like listening to them like, oh, she's a disappointment. Da, da, da. And they're just talking shit about me. And I'm like, okay. And I just keep walking or whatever. And they're like, you're not going to go pick up your son. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go pick him up. So I go into this school, this preschool. And it's funny because I go into a preschool and I'm like, is my son here? They're like, no, he's not here. He already started walking home. And I'm like, fuck, now they're really going to think I'm a bad mom. So they're like, you lost your kid. You lost your kid. And I'm like, I know where he's at, having no idea where he's at. And then all of a sudden I start walking and I see him and he wasn't a preschooler at the time. He was like, at he was like around the age that he is now. And 
he's like with a friend he's holding his friend's hand and they're like chilling whatever and then they run off into this abandoned house and i'm like marciano stop stop like running after him and i'm like stop 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 like screaming at him to stop he's still running he runs into the house this house was terrifying, okay, like terrifying. It was like old and rusty and like scary looking. And I'm like, no, Marciano, don't run into there. And this man runs into there and I'm like, damn, now I gotta go after him. And I run into there and I remember like when I ran in there, he's like, look mama. And he's like showing me and we look and there's this dark, creepy hallway. It looks decrepit. It like looked like a smell in there. There was like dead bodies in there and him and his friend wanted to play in this abandoned house. And I grabbed him and I looked at him and it's crazy because I can see them on the outside, my mom and my sisters, and they're just like shaking my, shaking their head like, oh, what a disappointment. Like how could she, she can't even keep her child and like all this crazy shit. And I'm like, I grab his face and I'm like, look at me. And he looks at me and it's, it feels so intense. And he's looking into my eyes and I'm looking at his and I'm like, look, I was like, it's just me and you, okay? Me and you against the world. We ain't got nobody else, all right? So in order for me and you to be able to work together, you have to trust me and you have to allow me to lead and guide the way. And there's times where I'm not gonna know where I'm going. I'm not gonna know what I'm doing. But I just need you to trust me that I'm going to make sure you're always safe and I'm always going to take care of you. And he's like laughing. He's like, okay, mama. And he's like laughing. He just like tries to run off. And I'm like, I'm being serious. And he's like, okay, okay. And I like grab his hand and he is holding his friend's hand. And um, sorry, like cuts off in like the middle of the, the, like when I'm recording, but he grabs his friend's hand and we start going through this haunted house and there's like dead bodies. It's like falling apart. It's like super scary in there. And I'm like scared the whole time. And the whole time I'm like praying. I'm like, please, let's just make it, make it out, make it out. And Marciano is like the whole time. He's like, okay, I'm good. Like he doesn't even care. And I'm like, please, let's just make it out. I just want to make it out safely, whatever the case is. And then we make it towards the end <clears throat> and we make it towards the end and make it out. Right. And I, after that, then like, they're still talking junk and I'm like, whatever, we did it. Like we made it through and we walked down the street and we leave them and they disappear. And it wasn't until way later on, I figured out what that meant to me. And it's, it's quite obvious, you know, that even though everybody thought that I would fail and everybody thought that I wouldn't be a good parent because I was so young, um, I managed to put me and my child in a very good position in a very good state and to where he's safe and taken care of. And I did that by myself. I didn't do it with the help of anybody else. Okay. I did that by myself. And that's something that I'm the most proud of. And it's going to be scary. It's going to be dark. Sometimes it's, it's going to be terrifying, but as long as I am willing to take the lead and push through and not be scared of these certain things. I'm always going to be on the right path. A lot of, like I said, my issues stemmed from that time period and era too. But <clears throat> me taking the mushrooms was able to help me uproot stuff that I thought I was over for a long, like I thought I had moved past this and I realized like, no, you never even dealt with that. All you did was basically kind of be like, fuck you, I know what I'm doing, but you never actually addressed or dealt with the issue. You never realized how much that, I'm sorry if y'all hear so much going on in the background. My child is like being a maniac right now. 
<clears throat> he's being a maniac. But I didn't realize that I haven't dealt with a lot of those issues, that a lot of it was more so like I just kind of skipped over it and buried it. But now I'm realizing how that impacted me to this day. Mushrooms really dug up a lot of the stuff. Even now, like the work that I'm doing, it's feel like I've been on like a fast track to healing. Like even with the abandonment issues, like I had thought for so many times that I was over it and then realized that I was not over it. And it was so like painful and hurtful realizing that I wasn't. <sighs> but what I want to talk about is the truth about healing and why healing is not just linear and it's not going to be the same thing. And it's not just writing down in a journal and burning some things on a piece of paper and releasing under the full moon. Don't get me wrong. Your girl's a moon goddess. I love working under the moon. I love working with moon deities. I love the moon. I soak her up. I love her. She is everything to me. But it's not just about journaling burning things, um, you know, chakra work, root work. It's not just about that. It's about family constellation healing. It's about giving back what people gave to you. And I know a lot of people, you know, I was definitely a return to sender with love and light. I am not anymore. I return the burden and the heaviness that you gave me so you can heal yourself. I can't heal everybody, but I also can't carry what you have given to me. Okay, that's what healing work is about, understanding that sometimes you cannot be benevolent in this journey, that you, I'm not saying you got to be cutthroat and you got to throw, you know, salt on everybody. No, but you do have to give back what people have been giving to you to carry their burdens, their hurt, their pain. That's what it was when I was doing a lot of my paternal work. I didn't understand why I had such a shitty relationship with men why i couldn't get along with men why i thought so lowly of men i was basically a misandrist because i thought so lonely lowly of men because of the way that i was treated in my life i was abandoned and all the men in my life always at one point abandoned me or made me feel abandoned and when i would speak up my needs my issues it was always just like tossed to the side now i understand that when the right person comes along when the right person is here when the, i'm laughing because the wind is talking right now it's like yeah girl speak um but when the right person comes along okay i won't ever have to feel that way i will never feel lonely and there's times where if i do feel off i can explain my needs and you're able to be able to reciprocate that do you understand my love like i said journaling is nice chakra work is nice cleansing yourself protecting yourself you know journaling and burning it um burning uh your journal entry or your pain um but also get into kundalini yoga get into um <clears throat> i don't want to say more grounding work but root chakra work sacral chakra work depending on where your healing needs to be but make sure you're also taking the time also to do goddess work as well um, or working with certain deities. If you are a man, working with specific deities so that you are able to um, continue the healing work for yourself. But also understand that even when you heal, 
okay? That issue never clears up and goes away. It's just you become more self-aware and it's important to be self-aware. It's important for you to understand where your issues are coming from so that when you get into a relationship with somebody, you're not damaging them. You're not hurting them and vice versa. You're not allowing people who are gonna damage and hurt you into your life. You're going to only, uh, you're going to only allow people who are able to love you and uplift you come into your sacred space because you are a god or a goddess. So only people who are worthy enough to deal with you should be allowed in your space. You're not perfect, no. But as soon as you become self-aware, you take responsibilities, you understand that the only people you're going to allow into your space are people who can reciprocate that energy, babe. Okay, do you understand that? And that's the truth about healing. It's not fucking linear. It's not just a one, one size fit all. Not all of it is going to work for you. But I, if you are somebody who has very fucked up, deep-rooted trauma, I would recommend Family Constellation Healing. If you want to know more about that, I can talk about that. Family Constellation Healing. Um, womb, womb Healing, if you have any sexual assault, uh, sexual assault uh, issues, a lot of the time, I can even talk about that. So there's a trigger warning because of the sexual assault incidences that I have went through in life. Um Hey, it's your girl, Kira the Healer, and I'm just coming to you really quick, just in case you need my contact info. I can be reached on Instagram at mystic.mommy.healing, or um, you can hit me up on Gmail, which is shakira.the.healer at gmail.com. Um, I am always open for readings, so you can book me through there. Um, other than that, I really do appreciate you guys supporting me and um, giving me the time of day to even speak and have a platform. I hope you guys enjoy the episodes and I will continue to um, upload some more. So I have a lot coming to you for this season. I really do want you guys to keep tuning in and listening because shit's about to get fucking good and it's about to get real. Um, other than that, though, I hope you guys have a good day, evening, night, whatever time it is you're listening to it, and you'll hear from me soon.